Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. Big win for the Colts in Week 2 against the Vikings, 28-11, picking up our first win of the 2020 season in the home opener against Minnesota. So it was a big win for the Colts. It was a much-needed win for the Colts. You do not want to start off 0-2. We were in danger entering the day of starting off 0-2, but we pretty much had smooth sailing in this one against Minnesota, 28-11. The defense was absolutely phenomenal in this game. We struggled last week against the Jags. We gave Minshew pretty much whatever he wanted. He finished the day 19 for 20. He got whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Terrible performance by the Colts defense. Guys were not making plays. Guys were out of position. There was bad communication. Not the case today. Kirk Cousins struggled pretty much the entire game against this Colts defense. He threw three picks. And defensively, we held the Minnesota Vikings offense to just 175 yards of total offense while forcing three interceptions and holding them to 11 points. So a phenomenal job by Matt Eberflus and this Colts defense. We saw the all-pro elite three-tech DeForest Buckner we traded for back in March when we sent the 13th overall pick to San Francisco. He was drawing the double team. He was pushing the pocket. He was getting in the backfield. He was pressuring the quarterback. He was hitting the quarterback. He was sacking the quarterback. He was phenomenal all day long. We saw the all-pro DeForest Buckner we traded for back in March. Four quarterback hits. One and a half sacks, including a momentum-shifting safety in the first half of this game. Buckner, phenomenal. And what about the rookie debut of Julian Blackman? We didn't even know if he was going to play earlier this morning. He plays. He balls out in his rookie debut, making three huge plays and making an immediate impact. The second he comes in the game from Lee Cooker, you felt the difference, and you definitely saw the difference with Julian Blackman on the field flying around making plays. And then on the offensive side of the ball, we held the ball for 34 minutes. We dominated time of possession. We won the point of attack. Last week, we got on the offensive line in the run game. They didn't win the battle in the trenches. Not the case this week. We won the battle in the trenches. We dominated the time of possession. Jonathan Taylor going up over 100 yards for the first time in his NFL career, just in his second game with 100 yards on the ground and his first career NFL touchdown. And then Mo Alley-Cox, he dropped a pass early that turned into a pick inside the five-yard line, but he bounces back. He has five receptions for over 100 yards. So you look at Mack going down last week and Taylor stepping up. You look at Doyle going down during this week with Trey Burton already out, so you're down your top two tight ends, and you have Mo Cox stepping up and making plays. So it was that next man up mentality, offense, defense, and special teams with Blankenship going four for four, plus making his two extra points. It was a total team win from the coaches to the players. Players were making plays. The scheme was good. The game plan was good. Night and day from week one losing to the Jags to week two defeating the Minnesota Vikings. 28-11 as the Colts improve to one and one on the season. The defense blew my mind. I, I mean, that that's that's Matt Eberflus's defense at its best right there. I mean, forcing turnovers, playing physical, I thought – that Julian Blackman was just a standout. I was so impressed with him. He is the kind of guy that you have to watch wherever he is on the field because he's going to make plays, whether that's a big hit like he had on Thielen or you know, un, you know, undercutting a play to help get an interception for Kari Willis. Just an absolutely incredible job by Coach Fluce, getting those guys ready to play shorthanded, didn't have rock. 
found out late that Rock was not going to play. I thought T.J. Carey stepped up and did a great job starting outside, and they really just did a hell of a job. After that first drive, the Colts really dominated the the Vikings. I thought um, it was one of the more impressive games I've seen. They got after Kirk Cousins, did not allow to get him, allow him to get into a rhythm, made him you know speed up his throws, put pressure on him. Just a just an outstanding job by all. 11 defensive guys, all the backups, everybody, just an outstanding job and really took the pressure off the offense uh, and allowed us to kick field goals and not be super, super aggressive and just take the points. And I think that added to the ease in which we got this win because the defense was just so good. The offense did not have to force anything. No, and a stat that I love from this game that will go overlooked Phillip Rivers, 25 passing attempts. Jonathan Taylor, 26 carries. Yes, we also had nine for Wilkins. We had one for Paris, and then Rivers had one little scramble, and then the kneel downs at the end. But the Rivers to our number one back, Jonathan Taylor, the pass-to-rush ratio, 25 passing attempts, 26 carries. We were balanced, and that's something we lacked last week. When Mac left the game, we became one-dimensional. We had a lead for a majority of that game. We either led or we were tied up until the final two possessions, and we abandoned the run game last week. We had a couple carries, but for the most part, we were throwing, 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 and Phillip Rivers threw 46 passes in that game. So I love the balance, and we wore them out. You could look and say, oh, the Colts only scored two touchdowns, but we had 24 first downs, and we won the time of possession, which doesn't always tell the full story if you're giving up 80-yard touchdowns on the other end. Clearly wasn't the case today for the Colts defensively. But we held the ball for 38 minutes. So we wore them down. We wore them out from the first possession. Although we didn't score and Rivers threw that pick, I thought that Cox kind of short-armed that. He had a great game, Cox, but he kind of short-armed that. He didn't extend his arms. The ball was batted away, picked off inside the five-yard line. But even that drive, that must have been an eight-plus-minute drive for the Colts. And... Right there, even though we don't turn that into points, it was the first drive of a long day for that Vikings defense of us just wearing them out and wearing them out and wearing them out. Absolutely. And, and, and listen, that's going to be what we have to do. We have to run the ball to set up the pass. That's what we're going to do. I thought we, we really did an outstanding job establishing the run, and, and, and it opened up. I knew it was going to open up a big play for us. Unfortunately, T.Y. dropped the ball. I don't know what's going on with T.Y., but he's got to get it together. That was not a good look for him. Uh, but, but my point is, when you're able to run the ball like that, it, it sucks the defense up, and then the play action works. The play action worked perfectly. T.Y. beat the safety by about five yards, and he just dropped the ball. I mean, that's all you can say, dropped the ball. I thought Rivers was solid all game. I thought the ball to, to Mo Ali Cox was a ball that Mo Ali Cox should have caught with his hands. He let the ball get inside to his body. Ball pops up in the air. We all know what happens when you know when the ball pops up in the air. It's going to get intercepted. So not a perfect game by the offense, but the but the silver lining in that is that we did not play a great offensive game by any stretch. A lot of dumb penalties. You know, we we had a lot of opportunities after turnovers to get touchdowns, and we ended up getting field goals. So we left a lot out there. And the positive in that is we can get a lot better, and I think we will get a lot better as the season rolls on and the games go on. Rivers getting comfortable with with Pittman and and Ty. Ty is going to play better. I mean, mm. he's been awful the first two weeks. He will he will get it together, and he will be our number one receiver. 
But just an outstanding job by the team. I thought the special teams was good. Blankenship did a great job right in the ship this week. I think he uh, – I, I don't know what he, his final total was, but he made everything and uh, looked good doing it. So, And, and Hines, back on special teams returning punts, outstanding job. Really an all-around great job by the coaching staff and the players just finding a way to get this win. I didn't care how they got it done. I just wanted them to get a win. And, man, they look good doing it. That defense was something else. Spluce had them boys ready to play. Oh, yeah, and Blagachep finished 4-for-4. Four four. He made a long of 44 and went 2-for-2 two two on extra points. So he had a perfect day, 6-for-6. Six six. Didn't have to worry about that. And not only did we get the job done, Jason, but we were able to exhale early in this game. We weren't biting our nails going down the stretch of the fourth quarter. Even when Cook scored that touchdown for the Vikings to cut it to 20-11, yeah. we felt good. There was about five and change left in the game. We never feared that this game was out of our grasp we felt like we had it at least I felt like we had it in control the entire pretty much the entire second half I never really feared that the Vikings actually made a threat to get back in this game so it felt really good and then to add on to that special teams before we get into the positives and negatives for the offense and defense what about Rigoberto Sanchez because there was a punt early in this game that Luke Rhodes downed inside the one yard line that flipped field position DeForest Buckner got the safety that put the Colts up 9-3 and it was pretty much off to the races after that for the Colts because then we go up 28-3, and we pretty much dominated field positioning the entire first half. It gave the Colts a big edge, so I just want to give a shout-out to Sanchez. So Blankenship, Sanchez, Rhodes, Hines, the special teams unit in this game was absolutely phenomenal. Couldn't agree more, man. They were they were really they were special this week. They, they lived up to their name. They were really, really good, and, and – from returning the punt returns to, to covering kicks to downing balls inside the one to making, you know, field goals, all of them. Just an outstanding job by the special teams unit, and Bubba Ventrone did a great job with those guys. They, they, they had a great week. Yep. Let's get into the offense first. I think this game was highlighted by the defense, but let's get into the offense first. Rivers, 19 for 25, over 200 yards, a touchdown, a pick. We already talked about the pick. It was more on Cox. Then on Rivers, if he extends his arms and he drops it, it probably falls incomplete. He also probably catches it if he extends his arm out. He kind of T-Rex armed it. The ball was batted away from behind. It was picked off. But after that, Moali Cox, phenomenal in this game. He had a career day, five receptions, 111 yards, a nice jump ball there late in the game to get us inside the five-yard line. Zach Pascal ends up catching a touchdown pass to put the Colts up 28-3. to and then Jonathan Taylor running the football, 26 carries, up over 100 yards, 101, and a touchdown. And then, of course, Jordan Wilkins as well. Nine carries, 40 yards, 4.4 yards per carry today. And his career average actually goes down after today's performance. That's how good he's been through the first three years and the first about 120 carries of his NFL career. It was great to see him on the field. It would have been nice to see him on the field a little earlier in this game, but the Colts run the ball today. They run the damn ball today, I should say. They dominate time of possession. They get 24 first downs in this game, and they do enough to get the job done. I love the variety of the offense. I love how they, they really stuck with the run. I would have liked to see Jordan Wilkins earlier in the game to give Taylor a blow so he's fresh more fresh in the second half, maybe split the carries up a little bit more evenly. But Taylor was outstanding, did a great job in pass pro, caught some passes out of the backfield. Great job. And Mo Alley-Cox was superb. I mean, just an outstanding game by him. Uh, after the mistake, a lot of guys go in the tank like we had last year. We had a guy that if he dropped one, he would drop five. Yeah. Well, 
Moali dropped one was interception, and he, you know, instead of pouting and not doing anything about it, he he balled out the rest of the game and had and had an outstanding performance. So kudos to him. I thought Philip Rivers was good. You know, he really gets rid of the ball quick, makes decisions quick. I thought for the most part he was he was on point. I mean, he did what he needed to do. That's kind of what we want to see out of him. You want to see the players around him make plays and, and allow him to, to kind of just do his job. And, and he did a great job today getting the Colts in the right plays and, and making the plays when they were there. There were some drawbacks to the offense, but as a whole, it was good to see them get in the end zone a couple of times. And it was good to see Mo Ali Cox kind of break out and, and have, have a really outstanding performance. Yep, I would say the biggest negative for the offense besides going heavy, heavy, heavy Taylor early and then sprinkling in Jordan Wilkins late. It would have been nice to see Wilkins earlier in the game to keep Taylor fresh for later in the game. That might be more of a nitpick. T.Y., though, has to catch that ball. There was about a 50-yard bomb to T.Y. in the end zone. He has to catch that ball. He had two drops last week. He talked a big game this week, and we know T.Y.'s a baller. We know he's a gamer. We know he's going to get out of this. He does catch a couple passes late to pad the stats a little bit and move the chains late in this game, keep the defense off the field, but T.Y. has to catch that pass. But that pass was a huge play in the game for me as a fan now looking to the future and looking to weeks three through 17 and hopefully to the playoffs later on this season because it was the first time we really opened it up. We dropped Rivers back and we had him throw and unleash one downfield and it landed in the breadbasket. And Rivers has thrown now 71 passes through two games. Not every pass has been perfect. Not every pass has been on the money, but no quarterback goes a perfect 71 for 71. But I do not believe I've seen one throw that Reich and Sirianni asked Rivers to make that he hasn't physically been capable of making, which is a great sign for the Colts. We've thrown 71 passes. We've opened it up. We've gone to the boundary. We've gone to the opposite boundary. We've gone downfield now. Rivers has been asked to make pretty much every throw and he's been able physically to get the ball there and get the ball there sharp. He hasn't made the greatest decisions. Last game he had a couple bad reads. He had a couple bad throws. He stared down receivers, but he's 37 years old, and he's most likely going to the Hall of Fame making mistakes like that his entire career. The motion's ugly. It's always been ugly. It kicked our asses in the playoffs back in 2007. It was ugly then. It's still ugly now. The motion's never going to change, but the fact that that he's able to physically make every throw we ask him to make is a great sign. I can't stress it enough how good it feels to know that whatever Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni ask him to do, he'll physically be capable of doing. Absolutely, and that's a great point, Luke. Uh, that throw was right on the money, 50 yards in the air, and it just goes to show you what this offense is capable of if we establish the run. Phillip Rivers can make all the throws. He's proven that in the first two games. Like you said, he He's made a couple great out throws to you know to the boundary in the in the first game. He had the long bomb to, to Ty. Unfortunately, Ty didn't catch it, but the the throw was there. It was right on the money, accurate. And the more we run the ball and establish the run, and the more successful we are at it. Like I said earlier in the show, it's going to suck up those linebackers, and, and their people are going to want to bring an extra guy up to stop the run, and that is going to open up the play action. And if you give Philip Rivers one on one you know, with T.Y. and whoever, or maybe, you know, Pittman on the outside, on the other side, or whoever, Mo Alley down the seam, he's going to get the ball there. 
he can make that throw. And to the people that were worried about, you know, us not stretching the field enough, we can stretch the field just fine. We're going to be just fine. Phillip Rivers can still play. I've seen enough to, to know in the first two games that he is absolutely an upgrade over what we had here last year, and he's only going to get better as he gets more comfortable with the players around him. And let's flip sides of the field now, Jason, to the defense. Held the Vikings to 11 points. Three came on that first drive. And on that drive, there was a Danico Autry penalty on third and long. Would have brought up a punt instead. First down. I thought the call was right, but I don't like the rule. So by the book, they did get it right. But you have to look at intent and you have to look at timing. Danico Autry's hands are in the air looking to bat down a pass, and it's bing, bing as Cousins is getting the ball out, gives them an automatic first down. Then they have a big cook run to get them inside the 10-yard line, and the defense makes a stop, and then they have nothing the entire game up until the last six minutes. They have a nice drive to score against more of a prevent defense, but the Colts' defense in this game They absolutely balled out. Kirk Cousins, after last week, Minshew going 19 for 20 on us. Kirk Cousins, 11 for 26, 113 yards, zero touchdowns to three picks. Not bad for a high school scheme. I know. It's it's crazy what a a high school gym coach can do with a junior high school scheme, isn't it? (laughs) Unbelievable job by Coach Flus, but even, even more than that, a great job by the players. They obviously bought in this week really wanted to come out and prove a point, and they proved it. I thought they dominated from beginning to end. Honestly, on the first drive, I don't even think they score if we review the Thielen catch on on the sideline because I don't think he caught that on third down. I so, didn't think so. The Colts wouldn't have even given up any points, if, if I, I think, if they would have challenged that. But I think Reich wanted to save his, his challenges. And, and, and the defense, you know, bowed their neck and held them to three. And after that, I mean, they just they just balled out. They dominated at the line of scrimmage. Buckner was immense. Leonard was all over the field. Blackman was everywhere. I thought the corners played well. Kenny Moore played well. I thought the adjustment to Thielen after the first drive, I think he had three catches on the first drive. They obviously adjusted to him. After that, he didn't really do anything. So Nothing. a great job by Coach Flus. In-game adjustment right there. I'm not sure what it was yet because, obviously, I only saw the TV you know, version, but I'll, I'll be sure to let you guys know once I watch the All-22. But a great adjustment there, and I don't have anything bad to say. They were all over the field. They were hyper-aggressive. They got after Cousins, beat, knocked them around, pressured them all game long. I said they needed to do it all day, all game long. First quarter to the fourth quarter, give no quarter off take no quarter off and then they were on him all game all game long and they they I mean they just did a great job everybody from the 11 starters to the backups I mean Taekwon Lewis had a nice game Al-Qadim Muhammad had a nice game TJ Carey came in for for Rock and had a had a nice game so a lot of just really great play from our defensive players and I know there's a lot of people out there that are, are going to say the Vikings suck and the Vikings offense sucks and blah, blah, blah. They put up 34 points against Green Bay. So their offense isn't that bad. We played great defense, and those players and those coaches deserve a, 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 just a, a hell of a lot of credit because they played so well. They came off a disaster of a game. They made the corrections. They actually you know, watched the film and made the corrections as opposed to you know the Chuck Pagano era where they, they watched, I think, air bud most of the time but anyway 
great job by the defense. And uh, man, I don't have any negatives. I thought they, I thought they balled out, played great. They, they did a hell of a job, man. Now, nah. and let's talk about DeForest Buckner. Get a little bit more into Buckner and the impact he had. One and a half sacks. One of those sacks for a safety in this game, which was a big turning point in terms of momentum. Four quarterback hits, getting doubled the entire game getting into the backfield, and wreaking havoc in this game. He really made his presence felt. Wasn't bad last week against the Jags, but today he looked like that all-pro elite player that we traded for back in March. Yeah, he was great, man. I, I, there was a play uh, late in the game where I think he got a half credit with a half of a, a sack. He threw the guard. I mean, he just he, he spun the guard and then literally just threw him on the ground. And, and it was – we haven't had a guy like that here. Since I've been a Colts fan, since, I mean, I've been a fan since 1983, I have not seen a defensive tackle that can literally take the guard and just throw him on the ground. And, and that was an Aaron Donald play. And yep. I'm not saying this guy's Aaron Donald, but he's very, very good. He's a difference maker. I thought you saw that today. I thought he dominated one of the better games I've seen played by a defensive tackle for the Colts. And he was just a monster today. Uh, just a monster. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have nightmares about him. He he was just really, really good. Obviously, Pat Elfine being out, out hurt the Vikings because they had to go with a, a backup guy to, to block what I think is an all-pro caliber player. But, hey, he's still got to go out there and do it. And, and he was doubled, and he, and he still made plays. So, I mean, Buckner is the guy that's going to – he's the motor in our defense. He's what's going to drive our defense. And I definitely – from what I saw, obviously not seeing the All-22, I can't say this for sure, but based on what I saw on TV, it looked like he, he stepped it up from last week, and he wasn't bad last week. So we're starting to see the player that we wanted to see, and, uh, man, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what this guy does the rest of the year because he's a special talent. Yeah, what about the rookie Julian Blackman? We didn't expect to see him until October the earliest when we drafted him back in April. He's ready to go in week two, makes his rookie debut today, enters the game when Malik Hooker unfortunately goes down with that injury. Prayers go out to Malik along with Paris Campbell. I hope both guys are all right. But Julian Blackman steps into this game, makes a big play on third down with a big hit, knocks a pass away, bats a ball, and then on the following play, on a deep ball, gets a tip, and it's picked off by Kari Willis for a big return into Vikings territory and gets us a field goal before the half. So an incredible immediate impact by Julian Blackman in his rookie debut. He's a big-time player, Luke. And when I watched him at Utah, he's all over the field. I, when we drafted him, I, I was pumped. He's going to be a very, very special player for us. Uh, he, he, The thing I love most about him, is he's an elite tackler. He does not back down from anybody. He will hit anybody in the mouth. He's a sure tackler, but he can also cover the pass. He can run. I mean, he's an all-purpose safety. He can do everything you want a safety to be able to do. He can blitz. He can cover. He, he can run so he can play center field. He can come up and support the run. And I think you saw a little bit of all that today. And I love this kid. I think he is going to be a star in this league, and especially in this defense. Um, I think of somebody like Antoine Bethay. He's got all those type of skills, maybe a better tackler. So the dude is just somebody that when you put on film of him, you notice him. And when you watch Colts film, you're going to notice 32. 32 is going to be on your screen, and you're going to notice him. 
He's going to be in position to make plays. There's so many guys on this team that I'm excited to watch. I cannot wait to see what's next with this kid because he's just going to get better and better once he gets more comfortable in the defense and gets even more healthy. I mean, he's going to be fun to watch. I mean, you you got guys on every level now, in my opinion, that are big-time players. You got Buckner on the defensive line. You got Leonard and Okariki at linebacker. You got Kenny Moore at corner. Rock coming into his own. Hopefully he'll be better next week. And now you got Julian Blackman back there. He's going to be a big-time player, man. I'm telling you, I, I love them coming out of Utah, and everything that I saw today kind of just was the same thing I saw when he was at Utah, man, just a playmaker all over the field. He's going to make you notice him. Yep, but we definitely noticed him today making his impact felt early in his rookie debut. Really the second he touched the field, he started to make an impact for the Colts. You saw 32 flashing instantly when he touched the field. And not to put a knock on Malik Hooker, but night and day from the impact Hooker had to the impact that Blackman had. The first five, six quarters of this season that Hooker was on the field, I thought that in the first two drives for Julian Blackman, we saw more plays being made and a greater impact from that free safety position. And then coming into the game without Rocky Asin, we were really nervous because I picked the Colts to win this game. Not going to lie, 30 minutes, 45 minutes before kickoff, seeing that inactive list come out and seeing Rock's name on there, I was definitely nervous and I was starting to change my opinions on this game because we were so weak last week on the boundaries and in the secondary and really the only guy who made any plays in the secondary last week was Rock and to lose him before this game I think he had a fever and they said he was feeling ill but he tested negative for COVID so we'll keep an eye on that hopefully he doesn't have COVID and then if he has COVID hopefully he doesn't spread it to anybody on the team but when you look at the loss of Rock right before the game and then everybody around him able to step up. Same thing with the tight end position, Cox stepping up for Doyle and so on and so forth. That next man up mentality for the Colts has been really strong up until this point with a couple key guys going down like Mack and Doyle and Rock. Absolutely, and I, I think a couple guys we definitely need to give credit to and especially I need to give credit to because I was very hard on Xavier Rhodes his performance last week. He was he was solid today, man. Did a great job. Uh, and TJ Carey did an outstanding job today. Uh, did a really, really good job. Was solid in coverage all game, as far as I could tell. And so, again, I mean, just an outstanding job by the staff, getting these guys ready to play, uh, especially short notice with Carey having to jump in and start. Just an outstanding job by the coaches. And then, and then even, an even more outstanding job by the players you know, being able to go out there and, and, and get it done and get the job done. I mean, they did an outstanding job. Very proud of those guys. Very easily could have, you know, it got down after last week's game. But that's not what's in this team's DNA or our defensive coordinator's DNA. They weren't going to have another bad game. And uh, just an outstanding performance from top to bottom, man. Just proud of those defensive guys. Yep. 2011 was the final. Geez, let's get into our players of the game. I'll let you go first. For me, it came down to two guys. He was either going to be DeForest Buckner or Julian Blackman. I got to go with Buckner. He was dominant on the defensive line. Julian Blackman was outstanding, and he would be my second player of the game. But DeForest Buckner was just – he was immense today, man. Just an outstanding game. 
dominated, you know, whether he was double teamed or not, he made plays all game long, made it easier for his counterparts to make plays, made it easier for the linebackers to run free and make plays. Outstanding game from him. Excited to see what he has in store for the rest of the year. So my player of the game is the newest Colt, DeForest Buckner, who we signed in the offseason of that big deal, paying quick dividends in week two. Yeah, great selection. Julian Blackman right up there as well. If I had to pick a defensive player of the game, I would go Buckner. You just picked Buckner as your player of the game. So I'll go on the offensive side of the ball, and I'll go with Mo Cox because I know that a bunch of guys – I know Zach Hicks was really pumped up that he was going to be tight end one this week. I was a little bit nervous about Jack Doyle going down and putting all that on Mo plate. All along, I wanted to see Mo play more. I thought Mo deserved more snaps last week. And going back to last year, I wanted to get Ebron out. I wanted, and at the end of the season, he was out. And I wanted to see Mo Cox incorporate a little bit more in the pass game. Today, we had no choice. Without Jack Doyle and without Trey Burton, we're down our top two on paper, our top two tight ends. This was Mo chance to step up and show that he's not just a basketball player and he's not just a blocker. He could play the tight end position. He could do it all from that spot. And we saw that today on full display. Five receptions for over 100 yards, his first career 100-yard day. So he had a career performance, really, really solid game from Mo Cox. It was good to see on the offensive side of the ball. So I'd go Buckner defense. Jason, you went Buckner with your player of the game. I'll go Mo Cox stepping up in the absence of Jack Doyle and making things happen. Yeah, he was outstanding. And, and uh, really, I'm, I'm proud of him because of the way that he fought back after adversity. It's real easy to play when, you're, when everything's going your way. He had something go against him. And after that, he was he was perfect. So uh, really glad he's on this team, proud of the way he played. I think he's only going to get better. And he just did a great job today. It's a great, that's a great pick, Luke. I thought he was outstanding. Just to note, Eric Ebron, five receptions for 60 yards in two games for the Steelers. Mo Ali did more today than Ebron's done through two games for the Steelers. Not surprising. I, I really think Ebron is going to – He's going to get fed up pretty quickly in Pittsburgh, and, and they're not going to put up with his crap there. So I'm glad he's gone. We didn't need him in our locker room. Uh, I'm happy with Mo Cox. I'm happy with uh, Trey Burton and, and, and Jack Doyle. Uh, those guys are all gamers. And so, listen, man, I'm happy with the team that we have. And I want to be petty for a second here. Uh, how about that, Rick Venturi, for a – High school defense and a high school gym coach. The high school That's defense, the high school gym coach. It's unbelievable that this man is our color commentator. <laughs> oh, man. Again, I'll repeat it. It's not the scheme, it's the players. You saw today what the players can do when they play well. They can dominate. So, yep. great, And it's great the game job, plan. Man. If you want to yeah. criticize Eberflus last week for the game plan that's okay but i don't understand the critique of last week's of the scheme like the scheme that dungy won a super bowl with doesn't become a horrible scheme because you have a bad game and you go back the last three years under matt eberflus and you look at a couple of key performances you look at the chiefs you look at the two texans games you look at the cowboys shutting out the cowboys and then you look at today those are five big time performances by this defense, and then you go back to the Chuck Pagano era, we had maybe one against the Bengals, and that wasn't even a good Bengal team? <laughs> In like six years, dude. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, man. 
I'm just hey, look, Luke. I'm so happy, man. I'm just happy we got a win. I'm glad the defense balled out. I think the offense has a lot of room for improvement, and I think that's a positive thing. Uh, and and now we get to look forward to the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. They don't really have any skill players. I mean, people say the Vikings suck and they have no off. Well, they they've got a decent quarterback. They, Dalvin Cook is a solid running back. They have two solid tight ends, and then they've got one of the best receivers in the game, and Adam Thielen and we shut them down. We should do the exact same thing. Sam Darnold's regressing. He's going backwards. Their offensive line isn't any good. Frank Gore is solid, but he's not spectacular. He's not going to break a lot of long runs, and they really don't have anything outside of Jamison Crowder outside. So I fully expect the Colts – I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't say this because you know I'm going to pick the Jets when I pick the game, but the Colts should just absolutely destroy the Jets. That game should not even be close. No, that should be a blowout. That should be a game where Reich gives three series in the fourth quarter to Jacoby because it's that kind of blowout where you could actually get some guys like that and you could give a little thank you to Jacoby for taking the back seat this year and helping Rivers catch up to speed. That's one of those type of games. Today was almost one of those games, but it wasn't quite there. Next week, if we play the way we played today, like the exact yeah. way we played today, we don't even need to play better than today. If we play today's game next week against the Jets and T.Y. catches that pass and everything, we should win that game by 35-plus. I swear to God, that's the type of game I expect next week. They lose Jamal Adams. They trade him to the Seahawks. They just don't have any real playmakers. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, and we'll get into it in the pregame this week, but that's just my feeling right now. But one game at a time. Enjoy this one. This was a great win for the Colts. 28-11 28-11 over the Vikings. Jason, closing thoughts. I know we kind of got away from it for a while, but closing thoughts on this win against the Vikes. Absolutely huge win for this team. Absolutely immense performance by the defense. I think they needed this for their confidence and to show that they can really play great defense, and they, and they did that today. They were outstanding from beginning to end, did a great job of controlling Thielen after the, after the first drive. They made some corrections and adjusted and they they were outstanding the offense like i said some room some room for improvement which is a positive in my mind and uh man it just feels good to win again it, it just it feels great to win and to dominate like we did i just an outstanding job by both by both the offensive and defensive lines i thought both dominated the line of scrimmage and that was the difference in the game we were able to, to run the ball which opened up our passing game and allowed Mo Ali Cox to have a huge game, and uh, just just a great performance by everybody, special teams included. The special teams might have played better than than anybody. So yeah. outstanding job from from top to bottom, and a great great win over the Vikings. Great win. Feels good to even things up at one game apiece now. We're 500 on the season, and this is a Vikings team who came into the season with playoff aspirations, so they expected to make the playoffs. You don't trade for Ngakwe a week before the season if you don't expect to make the playoffs. That's a win-now move. This is a team that's been to the playoffs the past few seasons. They expected to get back there this year. When you start off 0-2, your expectations change a little bit, but this is a team that is not done. They're still going to keep playing. They play Tennessee next week. So they're a team that we're going to need to win next week to hand Tennessee their first loss of the season. So this is a team who hopefully we get them pissed off now. They come back next week and they get a win against the Titans. But as for this game, for our Indianapolis Colts, great win to get in the win column for the first time this year. 
in front of the hometown fans, all 2,500 of them in the home opener today. 7,500 will be there next week in attendance against the New York Jets, but just a really, really solid top-to-bottom win. All three phases, offense, defense, special teams, the coaching staff, right down the line. This was a full-team win for the Colts today in Week 2, 28 11, the Colts get their first win of the 2020 season. And then we have the Jets next week. We'll be back probably with a podcast some point in the middle of the week. And then on Friday, our pregame show previewing the Colts and the Jets for week three. Right here on the For the Culture Podcast.